Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Caleb Williams is too great of a talent. He is not special. He is not something unique like a Patrick Mahomes. And I hope the Bears don't think, well, let's let's try to make up for our mistake when we pass up Patrick Mahomes and go get the Patrick Mahomes. The kid is not Patrick Mahomes. So I've seen a lot of Caleb Williams. I've seen everything he did last year. I've seen everything that he did this year. He is, to me, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, in terms of ability, is the closest thing to Patrick Mahomes we've seen. Caleb Williams is way, way, Drake May. If there was no Caleb Williams, Drake May's too talented to pass on, in my opinion. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe. Build around Justin Fields, everything else doesn't matter. You take the red pill. Taking Caleb Williams. The Chicago Bears select. Who do I trust? And now, live on 670 The Score and on the Odyssey app, is Anthony Herrick. I said it! For the better part of the next three hours, I am your voice. This is Anthony Heron on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 The Score, broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. The Score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Guess who joined us throughout the show tonight? We'll join us on the Score Hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. Any news that breaks between now and 9 p.m. this evening? Breaking news on 670 The Score is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. Robert Triano has got my back throughout the evening here. He is on the ones and twos. So anything you don't like, go ahead and blame me. Anything you love, let Robbie know you uh, appreciate his duties, his uh his efforts throughout the evening as he will be here with me throughout the night as well. It's a nice open, Robbie put together, because that is the uh, the topic of the week here. We will finally get. Now, you won't get a look at Caleb Williams on the field, but as of tomorrow, you will start to at least be able to view on television, here on the radio, 
folks would be in Indianapolis. The NFL world, they're already there in person. They have descended upon Indianapolis. But you'll actually get to witness them at Lucas Oil Stadium. The NFL Combine takes place this week. So folks are there. They're moving. They're grooving. They are, well, maybe they're really grooving. Who knows? Some will probably, probably hit the dance floor throughout the evening, kind of getting it in before the real work starts tomorrow. First couple of days of the week will be mainly the assembled media, getting to talk to the, the decision makers, the stakeholders from various teams. And then as the week moves forward, you'll start hearing from the athletes, the position groups. So a lot of that will, will take place uh, early in the week and then kind of flow in towards the weekend and you'll see the athletes at each position group on the field. But Caleb Williams, one of the quarterbacks that will not be throwing, but he is expected to be in Indianapolis at the Combine. So teams will get a chance to meet with him, to interview him. I would imagine media members. Maybe he'll be on the NFL Network and such. Perhaps he'll be working a little bit of the, the radio with Sirius XM NFL Radio also. If he does, I'm sure my guy Jim Miller will probably be one of the individuals who will get to talk to Caleb Williams at some point so that's happening this week there's a lot to look forward to there this is kind of the the next the next phase here we're just kind of waiting for each step of the process and there's a lot of conjecture that tends to rule the day a lot of guesswork a lot of opinions and opining that happens but this is a, a legitimate step in the process here with folks being in Indianapolis. Now, I just came back personally. I, I just came back from New Orleans myself. So that's one fun thing uh, from my weekend because I got to be at the HBCU Legacy Bowl. That's a an all-star event for black colleges that I've been calling uh, throughout the three years now of its existence. It's broadcast on television on the NFL Network. I call the radio broadcast for Sirius XM. It airs on NFL Radio and our college sports radio, but it's part of the, the partnership that the, the NFL and the HBCU level of football have been looking to expand and get kind of a deeper partnership to make sure that prox- prospects who play black college football are at least getting exposure to scouts and to the interview process. It's not like you know teams weren't allowed to invite HBCU football players to the combine before recent years, but there was a feeling that since you, you saw several seasons where black college prospects weren't getting drafted, most of the times they weren't getting invited to the NFL combine, and there was less and less focus on actually you know properly scouting and evaluating players at that level of the sport. So now Doug Williams, who of course famously was the first quarterback as a starting quarterback to win a Super Bowl, in the National Football League. So Doug Williams and then James Shaq Harris, who both are products from Grambling State University, both played black college football. And so Shaq Harris, who was the first black opening day starter as a quarterback in the NFL, and he and Doug are longtime friends, and both not only with their own journey decades and decades ago into the National Football League and the success that each of them had there, but then their passions for you know, making sure that that the, the opportunities that, that they were able to sort of push through at a time when very few black quarterbacks were, you know, were playing the position, were truly being scouted at, th- at the position, were getting opportunities to, to start and to thrive there. They're essentially trying to make sure they're paying that forward, not only for the quarterback position, but 
for HBCU football at large. So this is essentially their brainchild, the Legacy Bowl. So it's really fun to be in New Orleans over the weekend to call that broadcast. Uh, I, I went to went to a casino for the first time in a handful of years too. Won a little bit of money down there at the Harrah's in New Orleans one of the evenings down there. So left with a little bit. Of, went on a work trip, left there with a little bit of extra money in my pocket. So that wasn't a bad thing either. But it's, I mean, New Orleans is just a great event city. I think the the next Super Bowl, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Robbie Triano, but I think the next Super Bowl is going back to New Orleans, if I'm not not mistaken, after being in Vegas uh, this year. But, you know, I'm sure many of you have been down in NOLA. You are correct. Super Bowl. Yep, it will be there. All right, thank you, sir. Next Super Bowl will be back in New Orleans. But many of you listening have probably been there. It is a spectacular event city. Weather was fantastic there. So when it was snowing here the other day and I'm like, you know, walking around town and taking cute pictures, sending them back to my wife and my son, and my wife is responding to the text like, you know, it's snowing here in Chicago, right? Oh, I had no idea. I don't concern myself with such things as the Chicago weather when I'm traveling, when I'm hitting the road. So I had glorious weather in New Orleans. Then, fortunately, returned back here to Sweet Home Chicago yesterday and the weather today is absolutely gorgeous. It is just fantastic. So shout out to Global Warming for everything that you're providing to the planet right now. And then our, our kids and our grandkids and such will, will be paying for that until the planet burns itself alive or something like that. But for now, 60 plus degrees in Chicago. Beautiful day to be able to walk around the city. So I did a little bit of that earlier during the day. I hope a lot of you did as well. I had a dentist appointment. You know, dentist appointment went a little bit shorter because I – Needed to be here tonight. I'd already agreed to take this shift this evening. So I got a root canal that's waiting on me, but I didn't want to do the root canal uh, later in the afternoon and then not be able to talk when I was on the air this evening. That, that would be a problem for me uh, to host a three-hour radio show and not actually be able to communicate verbally. Uh, that's part of the sports talk radio medium is to verbally communicate during the time that you're on the air. So did the, the initial meeting. We're going to push the, the root canal uh, to a later time here, which uh, the, the oral surgeon w- was willing to work with me on that. So we got things scheduled for a later time to make sure we get that taken care of. But I, I got a busy week here. Uh, that's part of the thing, too, though, because this week is so busy. Not only you know doing my Big Ten radio show in the mornings, doing this with you tonight, but in the days to come, then I'm going to actually be on Fox 32 you know, we, we did a, a great Hall of Fame special after Devin Hester, Steve Mongo McMichael, and Julius Peppers after finding out that they were all going to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Then over at Fox 32, Cassie Carlson and myself, uh, they, they had us go on and, and do a Hall of Fame TV special that aired there at Fox 32. In the days to come here, uh, Cassie will be in Indianapolis. She's going to be on the scene there. Then myself and my guy Lou Canellis will be in studio over at Fox 32 in the days to come here. Uh, both will be streaming on the website. And later in the week, you'll catch us not only on the digital side on fox32.com, but then also on the linear side uh, with a television special. Just uh, trying to bring all the combine coverage to you, how it relates directly to the Bears, all the news that breaks from out there. Uh, we're going to have a, you know day in and day out coverage of what happens there from Indy and, and how it affects, how it impacts the Bears and their draft plans. And, you know, who knows? Maybe none of it will impact anything with the Bears. And that's a part of what the, the process itself 
is is different now. It's gotten more unique because of the fact that you see the the prospects have more control of you know over what they're willing to do, what they're willing to participate in, how they go about the pre-draft process. It's changed a lot, you know, since the the time that I went through it. Um, but you know, when you're a prospect of caliber and the notoriety of Caleb Williams, of Jaden Daniels, of Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, th- these are guys who, and especially in the case of Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., these are guys for multiple years now who've been pretty confident they're going to be top 10 picks. And Jaden Daniels played himself this past season into that conversation as well. Now, his, his draft profile, I think his draft expectations maybe vary a little bit depending on the, you know, the prognosticator or the draft analyst that you hear from, that you talk to. But scouts I've spoken to about Jaden Daniels up to this point, and, you know, I'm not going to act like I've spoken to scouts from all 32 teams, but the handful of guys I've spoken to at least in the last few weeks here about Jaden Daniels, extremely excited about what he brings to the table. The film that he put out there uh, this past season for LSU and, of course, the the multidimensional skills that he brings to the table, both as a passer and as a runner. And in modern football here, in knowing what the what the quarterback position in the NFL, what what it what's what's called of from the quarterback position, and him being able to to threaten defenses and put points on the board, both on the hoof and with his wing, then that that's a big deal for the evaluation of Jaden Daniels. Seeing the the accuracy and the precision that he consistently threw the football with throughout the year, a lot of folks really excited about what he brings to the table. So he's not. You know, at, at least at this point, universally not viewed as being, you know, of the same ilk as Caleb Williams, as Drake May, even for the most part. But you know, there are certainly a couple of folks who have expressed to me that while they could eventually see maybe coming out of this draft class that perhaps Jaden Daniels could come out and end up being the most successful quarterback. I don't have anyone yet telling me that that they think he's in the discussion to to be the number one QB off the board. It's more so a conversation of whether or not Jaden Daniels could end up surpassing Drake May as the number two QB viewed in this draft cycle. Could he be the second guy off the board after Caleb Williams presumably goes as the top pick in the draft, certainly the, the top quarterback in the draft. But you're seeing more guys making the decision to not work out at the combine. But it's still important to, and it's beneficial to go there, meet the teams, go through the interviews, you know, do your thing in person in that way, press the flesh, as it were. And, you know, and, and now, as we've talked about on a variety of shows on this station here in recent weeks here, it's not only an opportunity for the teams to evaluate, to interview the prospects themselves, but there's also that potential there for the prospects to get to know the teams themselves. And if, if you do feel like you're going to have a little bit of sway in where you go, th- there is an aspect of that also where the prospect who may potentially get drafted by Team X Maybe they grow a little bit of comfort there as well with the spot that they may end up in. But on the whole, with the way the, the process works out here, the, the power, the vast majority of it is still in the hands of, of the teams by a very, very wide margin. But the more and more that you, know, you see players you know, potentially flexing a little bit of their, their own decision-making process, their own agency, then there's the potential there that you end up seeing uh, – you know, 
as we get years down the road, I think, you know, nothing that would be immediate for this draft cycle, even though there's been rumors about who Caleb Williams may or may not be willing to play for and is he willing to come to Chicago to the Bears and, and those types of things. I've, I've been uh, – I've, I've found those – those rumors and the reporting on that very dubious, to use an old Mike Leach phrase, old air raid, you know, innovator, Mike Leach, RIP. But uh, that was one of his favorite words, dubious, anytime I called a Mike Leach game or covered any of his teams or just talked ball with him in the past. He loved talking about what was dubious and what was not. But I think from uh, the perspective of the, the level of agency that draft prospects have in the process at this point, it's growing, it's enhancing, but in the end, you know, the team's going to make the decision that, that they feel is best for them and whether or not a prospect you know, really showcases uh, that he is completely comfortable with that situation, then in the end, uh, the teams will, will nine and a half, 9.9 times out of 10, still end up drafting that guy. And if, if they say, you know what, we're going to use this as a little bargaining chip, as a little chess piece to still suit uh, what we want to do, even in the Eli Manning case, he was still drafted <laughs> number one overall. And then they traded him, you know, because they knew he didn't want to – San Diego knew he wasn't trying to go there. But they drafted him first and then made it work uh, to their benefit from there. But actually, because the combine has adjusted over the years here, it does when we get to this week and we get to NFL Combine Week. It certainly brings back memories for me, just what it was like. I was one of the – they usually draft – or not draft, but invite. The NFL usually invites around 300 of the – you know, who's viewed as the, the top draft-eligible prospects in each cycle. They invite them to Indianapolis for the combine to go through you know, all the, the procedural things. And I was fortunately one of those individuals who got invited when I came out back in the day. And so I'll, I'll, I'll harken back to that time a little bit. We got some great guests that will join me on the show this evening as well. A few minutes away from talking to Luke Nellis, uh, just getting a Bears perspective on what to expect in Indy and also – He'll be able to go into some detail on some of that coverage I was talking about here that Fox 32 is going to be featuring throughout the week. We'll talk a lot of Bears, a lot of Combine, and it's Cody Bellinger news. You know, Lou's been covering every team in this town for quite a while at this point. We had the Chris Chelios honoring that took place over the weekend. Also, we'll be able to spray to a variety of fields with my guy, Sweet Lou. We'll do that in a few minutes. Um, we'll also talk to Ben Verlander, talk some baseball with him later on in the show, and we'll get some Bears conversation with Patrick Finley as well so looking forward to that take a time out though and come back and talk to you a little bit about what what the nfl combine was like back in my day and how that compares to the process that these prospects will go through throughout this week in indy as it sort of cascades upon us in the days between starting really tomorrow is when the heavy hitters are going to be out there and addressing the media and going all throughout the entire weekend and really in some cases into the early part of next week a lot to get to throughout the show this evening. Let me take my very first time out. Come back. It'll be a little bit of story time with Uncle Lant. We'll get to that next on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back live with more Anthony Harris on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. It's been... Been over 20 years at this point since my my rookie year in the National Football League. And going to the NFL Scouting Combine, like the process that these guys are in the midst of right now, is still extremely long. It it has evolved a bit over the years, though. Like Mike Vick, Michael Vick, at the time back then, he was the, the number one pick in the draft the year I came out in 2001. I went undrafted. I was an undrafted free agent. Ended up signing with the Detroit Lions. But I was fortunate to, you know, get the combine invitation. I played in the blue-gray all-star game when I came out of the, the University of Iowa. Had a bunch of medical red flags when I came out. Um, but for me, uh, also my evaluation, I was kind of a tweener. I was a, I was a 280-pound defensive end from the Big Ten. You know, we played in this, this two-gapping style of defense at the University of Iowa. So I was just hitting blocks and wrestling with offensive tackles and offensive guards every snap. So there wasn't a lot in the scheme we ran initially. So I hate for my first two years, one defensive scheme. Kirk Ferentz took over my last two years. We're running a different defensive scheme at that point. And things have continued to evolve a bit at Iowa over the years since then. But the, the style of defense we were in there, I was basically spending the entire time blocking for offensive linemen. So for me, my, my evaluation was I was, a, I was a tweener. I was a guy. I was a, a big defensive end. So, you know, could I be a guy who could bulk up and, and be a defensive tackle, a three-technique type in the NFL? Or could I perhaps show that I could actually make some plays off the edge as a defensive end? And that's a part of you're trying to is you get a sense because all these prospects, you know, especially if you're in a position where you, you know for a couple of seasons you're going to have an opportunity to play in the NFL, you start receiving a bunch of stuff in the mail. And this is even early in college, you know, for me, it was kind of sophomore year and especially junior year. You start to get solicitations from potential agents and solicitations in the mail from financial advisors. You even start receiving things from, you know, folks who are kind of around the, the NFL periphery, letting you know, like, what's your what's your draft evaluation? What's the scouting process looking like for you at this point in your development? If you might be someone who would consider leaving early and going to the league. And for me, I, I wasn't even someone after my junior year who was highly regarded as some sort of a, a high-round draft pick, but I'm getting that, that type of information even sent to me. So, you know, 
can only imagine what the, the Mike Vicks of the world, the Ladanian Tomlinsons of the world at that point, Richard Seymour in the same you know, draft cycle that I was coming out of. What are those level of prospects getting? But, so even for a guy like me, you get all this stuff, all this information sent to you in the mail, start to look at it. You know, myself, my parents are reading this, we're reading that, just trying to get a, a sense for what the NFL potential would look like. And going through the, the process of evaluating different agents. You get flown here and flown there for, for visits as you're trying to make that decision. It's almost like going back to the, the high school recruiting route. If you're a recruit that has a number of scholarship offers and you got the potential to, to go to this school or that school, different parts of the country, then you know, you'll take an unofficial visit sometimes or maybe you drive here, drive there, or you and your, your family might you know, just pay for your own flight to get somewhere, but you have a certain number, you're allowed up to five official visits when you're coming out of high school. So the team, the school, can pay for your travel to come out there. That's a bit of what being recruited by agents at that point it is like where, you know, an agency who wants to to earn your business, they will send you some information, they'll get you on the phone. At some point, they'll probably fly you out, wine you, dine you, and, and hope to to show you why they're one of the great agents in the industry. They'll put their, their roster of clients on the board and tell you why why they're the, the one who suits you best, who can get you the most money when you get to the league or can help you make sure you're as prepared as possible for the pre-draft process, you're consuming all this information. You try to make as informed a decision as you can. At some point, though, all the on-field stuff ends up mattering. So a lot of the guys who are in Indy right now, the vast majority of them have already hired representation. There's certainly going to be some who haven't yet. The most prominent one I've heard who still doesn't have an agent at this point is Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, I don't know that that means he won't hire an agent or has no plans to hire an agent, but at least what we know what's out there at the moment, he as of yet does not have an agent. But most guys who are on their way to Indy this week at least have an agent by now. now for me in my situation, I, you know, like I mentioned, I've played in, in an all-star game beforehand, I'm training, getting ready for the combine. I'm knowing that going there, you know, my hope, my plan, my goal is of course to go there, be lightning fast, and show how how strong I am. Max out this bench press, how quick I am. Get this short shuttle going. I've always been, you know, good leaper. You know, jump out the gym, get this vertical jump in. And I'm a blaze the forty. Now my pre-draft training training process, I end up tweaking my hamstring. Now for one thing, my straight line speed was always good. I, I thought it was even better than it was, like like a lot of these guys probably do. Now, I'm preparing to go to the combine probably a week and a half before the combine. I tweak my hamstring. So now I'm having this discussion with the agent I've hired, trying to figure out whether or not do I still want to actually go and run the 40 at the combine. But in my mind, I know this is something I want to prove. I'm 280 pounds, but I know I can run. I think I'm fast enough to make this happen. I want everybody to know it. This scheme, all this two-gapping I was doing in college, they got to know I got to show them that I can make this happen. I can blaze this 40. I'm going to go to Indy and run this 40 anyway. So I get there. Now, like I mentioned, I had a bunch of medical issues while I was in Iowa. Back problems, knee problems, shoulder problems, you name it. Go there. The very first thing you do when you check in, you, know, you get there, figure out what your room is. They give you your clothes, what the combine gear is that you're going to wear, figure out who your roommate is. You get all this stuff checked in. They start to do 
some of the the physical testing and medical testing right off the bat. There's this thing called the Cybex test where they want to test your leg strength. Now, because my hamstring is jacked up, I don't want to really do the Cybex test, but they say, hey, go ahead and do the Cybex. Just make sure you flex the quad really good, and then you just go ahead and let the hamstring, you know, just let it fall just so you don't put extra pressure on that. Do my Cybex test, get that knocked out, get that out the way. Then you get checked into the room. So I happen to be rooming with a guy from Missouri, a guy named Justin Smith. He ends up being the the top defensive end off the draft board that year, ended up getting drafted somewhere in the top five by the Bengals, I believe it was, where Justin Smith, when he came out of school. Me and Justin are rooming together. Didn't know each other at all, but, you know, he's a fairly calm, cool, collected guy, pretty similar to, to what I was like back then. So we got along fine. Now, he was a true defensive end. I had always played defensive end, but like I mentioned, I'm kind of a tweener. So I roomed with Justin Smith. But then everything else we're doing throughout the weekend, all the different physical testing, the bench press and all the jumping and running and everything else, I'm with the defensive tackles, which I didn't completely understand at the time, but it just indicated that the teams saw me as more of a three-technique type more than a defensive end. But that wasn't anything that had really been communicated to me up to that point. But for those couple of days that you're in Indy, I'd already been interviewed by some teams when I did the the, the All-Star game, the Blue-Gray game down in Montgomery. So did a number of interviews there. The rules were different back then, though, when there was a limitless number of interviews that the teams could have. Now they've been able to sort of downsize it a bit where each team is only allowed to interview 60 prospects for 15 minutes apiece. That, that's a rule that's only, I think, a little over a decade old. Talking 20-plus years ago, you could be up all night getting interviewed by folks if you, if you never said no. Now, you know, if you were a, a prospect of a certain esteem and you were willing to just start telling folks no at a certain point, there's certainly some famous stories about, you know, folks saying, no, nah, I'm done with that. I already talked to one of your other scouts or, no, nah, you, you're not drafting high enough to get me anywhere. There's some of that stuff that has happened over the years. I was certainly not that caliber of draft prospect, which I knew. So I'm taking every interview. I'm up all night doing that. The medical evaluation time comes where you get paraded through this room. Initially, they're going to take the height and weight. They strip you down basically to your skivvies. You're standing there in the underwear, and you're all lined up, and you're waiting to get your height, get your weight. I'm standing in line. Casey Hampton is a defensive tackle out of the University of Texas. He ends up being a, a first-round pick uh, somewhere. I think middle of the first round, the Steelers take him. He has a long and storied, magnificent career with the Steelers. He's an H last name. I'm an H last name. He's a tackle. I'm apparently being viewed as a tackle at this point, which I didn't even realize at that point. But I'm right behind Casey Hampton in line. Now, he knows he's about to be a high draft pick, despite being a guy who's very short in stature. But he's a nose. He's a zero technique. He is kind of the quintessential zero technique. And he's got this great bubbly personality. So he's keeping everything light in the room. We're in our socks. We're in our underwear. We got our shirt off. Casey Hampton's kind of a bad-bodied kind of guy. So he's kind of, you know, puffing his chest out. He's trying to act like he's got a six-pack abs. We're standing in line. Got Jerry Jones over here. We got, you know, this this GM, this coach over there. Everybody's kind of taking notes. They're yelling out, you know, cattle call style. The next person steps up. They get this height, this weight. They're yelling out the numbers. Everybody looking down, taking notes. You know, this is before everybody's got smartphones. This is before social media. But we kind of cycle our way through. You get through the height and weight. Go through the rest of the weekend. I end up, because I've had shoulder problems, back problems, knee problems, i got all these physical ailments that have been trailing me throughout my collegiate career. I end up, when everybody else is doing the bench press test, I'm at the hospital. When everybody else is, uh, is initially doing the, 
the initial physical testing, like before the last day on the field. I spend the entire day, too, at the hospital with, like, me and I think it was Chris Winkie. We're the two guys who are there. They're taking MRIs on this. They're taking x-rays on that. They're sitting in the tube over and over again. So I end up in a room by myself doing the bench press alone, doing a couple of the other tests solo. I miss all that stuff. But then by the final day, I get onto the field and at least do the physical testing with everybody else there. But it is, as is, as is described by many, it is the, the cattle call of cattle calls. It is a very uncomfortable environment. The, the interviews, you will get, you know, guys get odd questions. The, the time that you spend both on the field and off, you're usually cold and hungry. And to some extent, they really want it that way. You know, they've refined it over the years to make it less stressful and less uncomfortable in many ways. But you do have that, you know, that looming knowledge that this is the biggest job interview you'll ever go through in your entire life. But then in, th- in addition to that, you are sleep deprived and you are hungry and thirsty and you also have all these weirdo questions that are being asked of you at all you know, odd hours. Now in the end, they're hoping that that's the case to some extent because they're wanting to see if you'll crack. They're wanting to see if your performance will dip. If in some ways, because you are stressed and and you're not necessarily, you know, well-fed and hydrated and everything else, that in some ways you'll show that additional stress and strain of that moment. In the end, it's all very doable, and certainly at this point where it's become a cottage industry to prepare prospects for what the combine will end up entailing, the guys end up handling it really well. And like I was mentioning earlier in the show, you have the Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., Jaden Daniels level prospects who – you know, it was an occasional consideration where guys wouldn't work out at the combine. Now for the top prospects in the combine process, it's kind of become the norm. And teams are no longer caught off guard by it if someone says, no, I'm not going to run or I'm not going to throw. But you show up, you do your interviews, maybe you do a little bit of the medical, and you kind of keep it moving. And, and you know teams will show up at your school. So things have evolved over the years, but that was kind of what my, my combine, kind of, kind of a brief synopsis of what my NFL Combine week was like. And, you know, now here we are a couple of decades later, still uh, kind of recounting it and remembering a lot of it like it was yesterday because it was quite, a, uh, quite, a, quite an occasion, quite a, an event to be a part of, to be involved in. So I'm looking forward to covering it in the days to come for Fox 32. I'm going to be covering it, be in studio with my guy Lou Canellis. Going to have uh, Lou join me here on the other side of this timeout. Talk about the Bears. Also talk about some of the other big storylines in the Chicago media that have taken place throughout this weekend. We'll do that next here on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back live with more Anthony Harris on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. There are certain ways when preparing really for any stressful situation but thinking back to my time my year I went to the NFL scouting combine 
even just because I was, you know, finishing my I finished my senior season of, of football at Iowa, and since I played as a true freshman, then I still had classes to finish up. So it wasn't like I was done with school, and I just kind of focused 100% of my time and energy on preparing for the combine. So I'm still in Iowa City, you know, doing my my training, but I'm also taking classes at that point as well. And so my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife of uh, know, almost a quarter century at this point, uh, been together for over a quarter century since uh, since college, but she's giving me a ride to the airport. And, you know, I'm trying to get out the door, make sure I'm not going to miss this flight to the NFL. This is my, my first thing the NFL's ever booked for me. So let me go ahead and get to this Cedar Rapids airport really early, really on time. And so she she made this little care package for me. And be, because it took her a minute to make the care package, and I'm all stressed out. I'm getting upset. Like, what, what's up? What's going on? What's taking so long? And then she brings this care package out, and I feel, I feel bad because I've gotten upset, you know, that it took her an extra minute. I got to, got to the airport in plenty of time and made the flight. But it's one of those things. It's a very stressful week and a stressful time for the, the draft prospects who are preparing to try and, uh, and impress the NFL scouts and talent evaluators. And those evaluators have descended upon Indianapolis in the coverage that will be seen on Fox 32 by myself and my guy, Catfeet, Luke Canellas. We're calling it Scouting the Future. It's going to be all week on Fox 32. He is on Twitter, at Luke Canellas, the sports anchor at Fox 32 Chicago. Catfeet, what's happening, man? What's happening, big guy? Sorry, I had my ringer off on my phone, literally sitting here waiting for you guys to call, and then I got the text. So let's get all into good, it, baby. Man. Yeah, all good. I'm looking forward to this week. It's really a, an exciting time here for you know, for what you and I are going to be able to do, and Cassie Carlson is going to be in Indianapolis providing her coverage as well. But in the days to come, give, give us a little bit of a precursor. I kind of talked through a little bit of it earlier in the show, but, I mean, you, you've been at this for a minute in this town, man. This is the first time that Fox 32 would be providing sort of wall-to-wall combine like coverage like this. Well, arguably the greatest draft of all time for the Bears, right? I mean, listen, for the second consecutive year now, second consecutive draft, the universe revolves around what they do with the number one pick. And we saw last year at this time of the year, Ryan Poles go to Indianapolis and put together the makings of what proved to be a really good trade for the Bears, <laughs> a, a, a heist to say the least, and they pulled off the trade on March 15th. So I would not be surprised if the same held true this year, and that's polls going to Indy tonight and then sitting down with different general managers over the course of the week and putting together either a trade for the number one pick or, frankly, in my opinion, a trade for Justin Fields. And – Having that ability for the second year in a row, do you get the sense that Ryan Poles, having been in this position last year, and the slight difference like you're referencing there, now the idea is that he'll have the potential trade chip of Justin Fields as a quarterback. But do you feel like Poles is in an even more powerful position this season because not only has he been through it before, but he's also got a quarterback who a lot of folks believe will be a a fairly well-regarded trade commodity? I really do. I I think that Poles goes in with a ton of confidence right now. He's been through the process. You touched on it. It is a quarterback-heavy draft at the top of the draft. But listen, I was going through some numbers, and according to NFL.com, need to make sure we give credit where credit belongs. NFL.com reported that 66 quarterbacks started for teams last season, 68 the year before. 
The reason I bring up those numbers, Big A, is teams need quarterbacks, and they need quarterbacks that play at a high level in this league because teams, if they were to lose their starter, can't afford to be out of the playoff race five, six games into the season if they were to lose their quarterback. So then you look and you say, okay, what's available out there? And four, five, maybe three really good quarterbacks, if you were to say May, Williams, and Daniels up top. McCarthy, Knicks, okay, you can go through the list. There's probably three others up there. Free agency-wise, really, just Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield, and Mayfield may re-sign in Tampa. And then you look at the teams that need quarterbacks. Bears, obviously. Washington, New England, Maybe the Giants, I get it. They invested a lot of money in Daniel Jones, 140000 but $140 million. But if, if they decide that he's not the guy, and frankly, at the end of last season, he wasn't the guy, maybe they make a move for a quarterback. Atlanta, Minnesota, if Kirk Cousins doesn't resign, and they choose not to give him $50 million a year. Denver, Vegas, the Saints, are they buying into Derek Carr? Seahawks? I'm not sure they're still where they were with Geno Smith. Steelers, Bucks, if Mayfield doesn't start. My point is, and this is where Fields becomes incredibly valuable. If Ryan Poles, who did not draft Justin Fields, feels that he is not the guy to potentially end up sitting across the table with a year from now, where the guy wants $150 million, then he might as well make a change now, get what he can for Fields, and move forward with whoever he decides is that first pick. Caleb Williams, listen, this franchise has been looking for a quarterback for decades. Since I've been alive, you're in an, you have an opportunity to go out and get that guy. May, Williams, Daniels, take your pick, then go get him. Luke Ellis of Fox 32, my guest here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. The guests join us on the Score Hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. And Caleb Williams has said he won't be throwing in Indianapolis. So, you know, we, we've seen this become more of a regular thing for some of the top prospects, some of the top quarterbacks in the draft. Do you think that even matters for a prospect like him, or is it even more important for the Bears and, frankly, for Caleb Williams from his perspective to get to know each other, to do the things off the field because there has been so much rumor and innuendo and smoke that surrounds Caleb Williams in this evaluation? You nailed it. Big A, you heard it from Ryan Pauls when he met with the media. He said, I need to know about the kid we're drafting. I need to know about his character. I want to talk about, I want to talk to the people that hang out with him, that have played with him. What kind of person is he? I want to find out about his personality. Listen, the Bears have a really good locker room. All right, Matt Eberflus kept this ship together despite the early season struggles, and I think it's one of the reasons why he's still around. So they want a quarterback to come in who's not going to be a disruptor, who's going to fit in. And everyone's going to get along with, which is one of the reasons why every time someone says, hey, listen, maybe they keep Justin Fields and they select Caleb Williams. Nuh-uh. That would ruin the locker room. You know it. You've played in an NFL locker room. I think that this is their opportunity to sit down with Williams for 15 minutes in Indianapolis. They'll go to his pro day on March 20th, and then they'll spend the rest of their time going and talking to people that have spent time with this kid. But I hope it's just not Caleb Williams. Let's not make the mistake the old regime made with Mitchell Trubisky and said, well, 
Trubisky's our guy. We're not even going to see what the other uh, quarterback possibilities out there, what, what type of person they're like. I think that the Bears owe it to themselves to do the same with Drake May and Jaden Daniels. And if they're high on J.J. McCarthy and whoever else on, them, on that list, I think they should do their due, due diligence. I believe that this regime has learned off the mistakes of the old regime, the Ryan Pace regime, and won't make that same mistake that Pace and that crew made by not going out and at least sitting down with the other quarterbacks and friends of the other quarterbacks and teammates of the other quarterbacks in that Trubisky draft. Feels so vital to make sure you, you unturn every stone just to, to be as certain as possible about the guy that you're going to draft in that slot. Do you feel like Matt Eberflus going into his third season? Like you mentioned, he, he kept that locker room together, but is it much of a factor or consideration that now this will be the third time in a row that we've seen a Bears coach going into what many of us on the outside will perceive as a prove-it season? Does Matt Eberflus going into a big year for him and his career prospects of leading the Bears into the future, does that matter much in the decision that they make within the draft having two picks? in the top 10 here, but, you know, is there, should there be any hesitation about saddling a rookie quarterback with a coach who's in kind of a prove it year? Nah, I, I don't buy that. You know, I, I really don't. And it's interesting because, you know, I'm sure you guys talked about what Peter King wrote on football morning in America today that came out. Peter King is a guy who I've been reading since I've been able to read. All right. And really <laughs> been interested in this field. And, I respect him as much as any writer out there. So when he throws out there, uh, I suppose the Bears are going to trade the top pick. He knows nothing, but that seems to be the way the wind is blowing. Guess what? My ears perk up because this guy is hearing something. And then he puts together a pretty good trade proposal. I don't think it has anything to do with Matt Eberflus and getting off to a slow start and potentially losing his job next year. Ryan Poles has the backing of Kevin Warren, and he's made a great trade last year. So he's he's working <clears throat> he's working with uh, what are the, what do we call it? We call it uh, uh, I can't think of the term the term I wanted to use. He, he's he's playing with house money right now, yeah, right. and and I think Poles and the future of Eberflus are two totally separate situations. And I think the Bears are going to go out and get the best players that they feel that they can go out and get, whether it's through the draft. Let's not forget about free agency. Everyone's been talking about the draft, and I respect that because the Combine's this week. But, you know, we've got, what, two weeks now to throw a franchise tag on Jalen Johnson if we can't work out a long-term agreement with Jalen Johnson. Then the focus turns to free agency. I don't know if they'll spend as much money as they did last year in free agency. But I'll tell you what, when you've got names like Chris Jones out there and Josh Allen and Daniil Hunter, and you know that you need another warlord on the other side of that defensive line with Eric Washington, your new defensive coordinator, who promises to make that defensive line and that pass rush even better. You know, you're looking at the draft. You're looking at the combine. You're also seeing that a T. Higgins, you know, franchise tag. But you're also looking ahead to free agency. I hate putting together big A mock drafts now because I think we need to get through the combine, see what we see. Did anyone know? Did anyone think that uh, the Richardson kid, I can't think of his first name, out of Florida last year? Yeah, Yeah, thank you. Anthony Richardson would end up going to the Colts with the, what, number four pick? No. 
we learned at the combine. We learned about them. I think we're going to learn more the next couple of weeks with franchise tags and free agency. And then I think it's time to sit down and start putting together true mock drafts. I want to ask you about Cody Bellinger in a moment, but before transitioning to a little bit of Cubs conversation, uh, give folks a, a sense then. We, we're calling it Scouting the Future. What, what's the programming lineup going to be throughout the week on Fox 32? Scouting the Future every day, 1 o'clock, you and I, Big A, Cassie Carlson, live from Indy, will join us. Cassie's set up. She's going to be talking to all the, the, the players, the coaches that we feel are important with the Bears, and the reporters out there, guys like Mike Florio who are on the score with you, Ian Rappaport, guys out there who are following the news like we are. So we're going to be on top of it, you and I, 1 o'clock every day on Fox's streaming channel, which is Fox Local. Cannot wait for that. We'll start that up tomorrow, take it all through the rest of the week. But we also did have some baseball news from over the weekend as well. We'd love to get your thoughts on Cody Bellinger. It's one of these things that's not not shocking, but it's finally done. Three years, $80 million. What were your thoughts on now that it's official that he's a member of the Chicago Cubs yet again? You know what? I was there for the first week of spring training when pitchers and catchers reported. And Ian Happ was there early. Peter Crow Armstrong was there early. I was surprised. Patrick Wisdom was there. I didn't understand that there was such a universal love for what Cody Bellinger brought to the table last year. Not only being the 2023 National League Comeback Player of the Year, not only being the Cubs' best hitter last season, led the team in batting average, slugging percentage, um, what he meant inside that locker room. These players loved him. They wanted him back. They needed his leadership. It's a huge score for the Cubs. I was a little worried that some team may step up and pay him 180 $200 which is what I know Bruce Levine and others said that he was uh, out there trying to get. But I think it's a huge win for the Cubs that they're committed to him for three years at $80 million. And if he chooses to run after next season because he put together another, you know, big-time season like he did this past year in 2023, then at least you're in position to maybe chase a Pete Alonso, put together a deal for a slugger, and you give these young outfielders in your system another year to grow. And real quick, Lou, we saw Chris Chelios' number retired by the Blackhawks and everyone honoring him there at the United Center, really just throughout throughout the weekend and everything that took place, honoring his great career here in Chicago. You got to cover a bunch of it. What were your lasting impressions of Chelly? Loved it. I, 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 I'm a friend of Chris's. Uh, he and his, his wife, Tracy, were nice enough to enjoy my wife and I to his uh, get-together on Saturday night. And then yesterday we were there all day in uh, one of his suites. And I'm a Southside kid. I grew up in Oak Lawn. I grew up watching. Chris is 62. I'm 60. So we were about the same age. He went to Carmel. He grew up in Evergreen Park, as I said. So I followed his career throughout. We're Greek Americans. His father owned a restaurant. I owned a restaurant. We've been friends forever. To see what this guy has done in his hockey career as the greatest American hockey player of all time right now, and to see his longevity in this sport. Dude, he played till he was 48. Yeah. And where did he learn how to take care of himself? 
he learned through Michael Jordan and Tim Grover. He'll be first to tell you that he was amazed with the workouts that Jordan would go through with Tim Grover, and he decided at some point in his life he needed to take care of his body like MJ did, like a Tom Brady did, and it allowed him to play as long as he did. Not a, not a more fierce competitor in hockey that you'll ever meet. And what I loved about yesterday was he brought it home. Man, this guy should run for mayor of Chicago. He <laughs> loves he loves Chicago. He hurts when he sees what this city is going through, like I hurt because I'm a lifelong Chicagoan. And if you were sitting in the stands at the United Center like I was yesterday, you weren't only happy for Chris Chelios because he played for the Hawks in the 90s. You were happy for Chris Chelios because he was one of us, a true Chicagoan. Chicagoan through and through, just like you, sweet Lou. There's no doubt about that, man. And I can't wait to uh, see you in person tomorrow throughout the week. Get a few of the stories that you're allowed to share off air that maybe you can't get into detail about on the air. Can't wait, my friend. All right, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow. Looking forward to 1 o'clock. No doubt. That is Luke Nellis of Fox 32 Chicago. I'm late for a break. Let me get out of the way before – Robbie Triano gives me too hard of a time. I want to make sure we cover all bases with Luke and Nels. We'll be back in just one moment here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.